0: Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcast 171. This time I have some sort of closing thoughts on the Destiny beta, and that's really all I have. So hopefully you'll find that interesting, and enjoy the show. So I have some sort of closing thoughts for the Destiny beta. Again, this was on the PlayStation 4 version, though it'd probably be very similar across all platforms since, you know, the core content would be the same. According to the statistics on my character sort of sheet, when I stopped playing, I had 18 and a half hours played with 43 games slash missions. And I say slash missions because it counts... Each, you know, objective slash goal of a story or an exploration quest as one game. It's not like, you know, play session kind of game. So that's like, you know, 43 goal-oriented things I did. And as a reminder, you could pretty much max out the content after about two to three hours. You would hit max level of level 8 on your character after just about three and a half hours. Maybe a little less for more experienced players. So playing 18 and a half hours, you know, after I had already maxed, you know, that's like 15-ish hours that I continued playing. Pretty much all the same character. I did peak at Titan for a brief while, like maybe an hour, hour and a half. But I don't know, it just didn't feel right to me. I, I really liked my Hunter and I'm like, well, I'll just continue playing my Hunter. So I didn't get tired of the missions, I didn't get tired of the game, I still had a lot of fun. I had a super good time playing with two ex-guildies who I've kept in contact with, so I'll be playing with them once release comes. But even in the times where I was in sort of the open world area they had available for Earth, and you know the missions did send me sort of back and forth through the same areas repeatedly, I didn't really get too tired of it. Part of it was because I really love the game and it's a lot of fun. And it was always fun and interesting to do that kind of stuff. And, you know, you never knew when a public event might drop in your path. But I suppose it could probably be argued that part of it was that, you know, I knew that's all there was and I didn't have more to explore or do. I was just, you know, having fun on the promise of, you know, more content later. And again, I'm sure that part of the small content for that area is based on the fact that that sort of surface earth area does really seem to be just for training purposes. If you are sort of a veteran FPS player, especially a veteran FPS player on console, all of the stuff they have you do is like really super easy. The strike mission, which is what they're calling group content, is the only part that will really challenge you. The rest is just kind of getting used to the world, getting used to the weapons, getting used to your sort of movement systems on ground and on vehicles, and like I said, it really does just seem like Earth is pretty much just a training level, at least for the surface. There are, like I said, those different areas that you could go down lower, and the bad guys do seem like they're at least like level 15 or you know all the way up at level 20, so I'm not sure if that's sort of a return to Earth, sort of late in content. Or if that's just a bunch of extra guys you can go down and explore, and then there's no quest down there. That remains yet to be seen. I'm not sure how that will turn out, but it would be interesting to find out. And as I said before, it is kind of cool that they do have that sort of split where, you know, even at level 1 or 2, you can kind of roam into that underground area and go, whoa, who are these guys? And, you know, run into those places you aren't supposed to. There was a two-hour window where they opened up the first mission on the moon. And I got a chance to check that out both solo as well as playing with my ex-guildies in a group. It didn't introduce any new bad guys in that zone. They were all pretty much guys you'd seen before. They did, however, have a bigger area. And that is sort of an introduction to vehicles. There's one part, very briefly, where you hop on a bike, and the bike has sort of machine guns in the front. And you can ride around, and there's a couple other guys on bikes that you should take out. And you can, you know, take out the guys on the ground on the bike. That's kind of funny, they're like chasing after you. You're like, ah, ah, I'm just going to stay over here and shoot you from really far away. So that's kind of silly and fun. You can, of course, you know, get off the bike if you want to fight them. They aren't overly tough bad guys. I just found it pretty hilarious to stay you know on the vehicle and use the vehicle weapons and stay relatively safe you know they they could still explode the vehicle and you know toss you and almost kill you, so it is kind of dangerous to do that, but I thought it was kind of funny. The story does expand a bit on who the hive are as sort of a race of people and what happened. Minor spoilers this mission does sort of start to tell the story of what happened. In sort of an archaeological dig, you're following sort of a researcher's notes as to what happened to the researcher and trying to figure out, you know, what happened to the people at the base and what is this archaeological thing they discovered. So we're introduced to more of the story behind the Hive as a race. And there is sort of a small peek at the hunter character who made an appearance in, I think it's the first or second mission she sort of watches you take off in the ship. We get to see her again watching you. So I think that's going to be an interesting character we get to meet. Probably not too much later than that. But it is cool that they have that sort of foreshadowing of bigger players, as it were, watching your progress. There was a pretty awesome fight at the end of that first moon mission. When I did it grouped with my friends, it was pretty easy on normal setting. But then when we set out on harder, it was pretty challenging. We were all level 8 at that point. I had some pretty cool gear. It was all still green, con-level stuff, so it was all not super spectacular. But my friends had, you know, a mix of green gear and just white, sort of low-level gear. And the harder setting was pretty difficult, but we got through it. I played it again after they left solo. And on normal, it was challenging, but not super challenging. But on the hard setting, it was really, really challenging. I would be surprised if too many decided to solo it due to that max level 8 cap. The mission itself was level 9 on the hard setting. So while the regular non-boss creatures were a formidable challenge but not impossible, the later bosses in that sort of reserved instanced area near the end were super difficult and took a lot of precision And a lot of careful shooting and planning on, you know, when their shields were down and when to use powerful attacks and such to get through it solo. I did though, so that was pretty awesome. I suppose it won't matter long term because any record of that will be wiped, you know, at launch. But knowing I could do it was pretty cool. I would say that I can still certainly see myself playing the game long term. But I could see how someone who isn't a sci-fi shooter fan would just feel like the game is kind of meh. And that kind of person would probably get quickly bored of the content because it is somewhat repetitive. And again, I don't know, you know, how much more it will pick up or how much more variety will come in or how the maps will change. Cause we really did just get a peek at sort of that first real mission. And then, you know, like I said, Earth is pretty much a training area from how it feels. And it does have sort of a more slower paced and I guess you could say realistic paced feel to it. When you reload weapons, it does take several seconds. When you shoot at people, you know, there is that sort of pause if you're going to aim. And, you know, it's not like, I don't know, a super action-y game where you're spraying bullets everywhere all the time. You're going to want to aim. You're going to want to take your time. You're going to want to have sort of the right weapon for the right situation. Like in some missions, there are sort of waves of... Little guys that aren't very tough that you'll want to have, you know, a faster fire rate weapon that maybe doesn't do as much damage. And there's, you know, bigger guys that are sort of heavy enforcer type guys or bosses where you might want something that does, you know, a bit more damage. But since there's fewer of them, you don't need to fire quite as quickly. Or you might want to, you know, put up a sniper weapon and shoot them from like really far range. So there was a reasonable amount of tactics and strategy involved in the various sort of maps and the encounters. And I did like the challenge of, you know, figuring out what was sort of a better weapon over another weapon. And, you know, do I want to swap to that weapon for that advantage or does my skill, both as a player overall in terms of, you know, figuring out strategies and as a player, you know, specifically using those kind of weapons, you know, did I want to swap or did I want to use something maybe less ideal for that situation but more ideal Because it matches with my skills better. So I do like that quite a bit, and that is part of why I enjoy playing so much. I do like the strategy and choice elements. But again, like I said, I liked it quite a bit. There's tons of video up for you to watch, but you can't, you know, try it anymore before launch. So if you're on the fence, you might want to hold off, see what videos say, you know, when the game actually comes out. Maybe even wait, I guess, maybe probably 48 hours or so after the game has launched, there will probably be people who are, you know, playing hardcore who are players, as well as reviewers who are playing it hardcore. And I expect by that weekend after it's come out on Tuesday, there will be tons of reviews of, you know, various people's opinions, analyzing all the various things. So you can decide, you know, if you are on the fence or you probably aren't very sure you want to pick it up, might well wait until that weekend after and see what people are saying. I expect I will probably be playing it for quite a while. And I'm sure I'll keep people up to date on how I feel about all the things. And I expect I probably will play quite a bit that first week right after launch. So it wouldn't be on the podcast right during that week that the game comes out, but the week after I would probably have quite a bit to say about the release version and and how I would say maybe it rates in terms of content and total options for, you know, the release product. But we'll know all that stuff in about six weeks. And maybe that will help you make a decision. So not much for the news this week. Guardians of the Galaxy is now out. I will go see it and talk about it on next podcast. And I've been forgetting to mention, but D&D Next is now out. And if you go to their website, you can get a free copy of the rules, which cover sort of the basic aspects of the game. And I haven't read them yet, but apparently there's enough included. You can sort of do a few games on your own and try it out. So if you are curious about the new D&D or you've heard about D&D and you want to get into a role-playing group and you might want to check it out, you can go to the website and grab that for free and see if you like it or not. And that's it for the news. So that's it for this week's Rabbit Swablings podcast. No Pirate's Treasure, and still nobody signed up for my Patreon as far as I know. The news about unemployment hasn't changed in the sense that they never called me. They said they were going to call me on that one day between, you know, 8 and 10 a.m., and they never did, and they didn't call back later that day. And now, uh, whatever it is a week later, they still haven't called me. So I'm going to guess they were probably behind on calls and then just decided, you know what? We have enough information. We don't actually need to call them. And so they just didn't call me. I've gotten my first not paycheck paycheck and it does look like they're sticking to that figure of 150 a week, which basically works out to what I was making previously in my budget from, you know, the 15 hour work week I was scheduled for. So. That's kind of funny. They fired me, and I'm making the same amount I had in my budget. So that's good. Of course, that will you know, eventually stop in something like six months. So right around very late this year or sort of sometime in January, I would guess, the income will eventually stop. So I do need to be careful of that. I do need to save up as much as I can. Checking my budget, it looks like I can play Destiny a little bit, buy a couple of other games which pretty much on the list right now is just Dragon Age Inquisition and Dying Light and then that's pretty much it the rest is going to go into savings and I should have an okay amount it won't be a huge amount it'd be probably enough to keep me going for a couple more months after that but so far that's really all I've got and I can't really count on anything else So, I'll probably, you know, try and stay really cautious on my food expense. Absolutely be very careful about what I spend on gaming. Though, you know, as I mentioned, it's going to be a pretty small amount. And I guess, um, we'll see. Because I don't seem to have much control of my future anymore. So, what happens, happens. And I will let people know how things are going as they go. Or, probably more accurately, do not go. But hopefully everybody out there is having an okay time and not struggling like me. And hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks. Bye. Again, this was on the PlayStation 4 version, though. Probably, but, but there was a pretty awesome fight at the end of that first mission. You know, so there was a lot of taxic- ta. I know something ain't right, sweetie. We're crooks. If everything were right, we'd be in jail. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com podcast slash When you type rabbits ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Rumblings is copyright 2014 and is released under a Creative Commons attribution share alike license.